0: Merrill for the lead. He's got it! The Jazz. the high schools.
1: Also's going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes a move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone.
0: If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports, wife carrying. It's the full court press with Eric Franson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
2: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson here with you on a... What is it? Are we on a Tuesday? I don't know. Time's been flying by. Yes, it is a Tuesday. Uh, And an exciting Tuesday. We had some exciting soccer earlier today. We have some local teams advancing in the playoffs. We'll tell you about that. We'll get into Quinn Snyder's comments yesterday that were made. uh, And you've probably read some reports now. Uh, it was yesterday afternoon. We've got some of the audio we're going to share with you. Uh, again, some updates on what's going on in the NBA playoffs. Uh, what's going on with name image likeness. Some new guidelines that are out from the NCAA. Too little too late? Or can they really affect some change? So uh, a lot of other things we're going to try to get to today as well as the stat that blew our minds and our player of the week. Uh, and uh, Tyler uh, Baldwin hanging out with me today. How good you doing, to be Tyler? Here. It's good to be here,
3: Eric. Always a pleasure to be in the studio with you. Good to be wearing a headset and looking at all these Utah State posters against this wall here. It's actually pretty, pretty breathtaking to look at, <laughs> and think of all the history that that's goes on in those posters and and what's behind those teams. So kind of cool to be in the studio with you.
4: It is cool.
2: Sometimes it's like a little pressure. All those guys staring back at you with all their accomplishments, and like yeah. I don't, I don't stack up. some of the things that they
3: did well and ty wesley's on a lot of these posters and i actually work with ty wesley so um i don't i'm not as intimidated by him as much as when i was the ball boy um against the sideline seeing him play and seeing Stu yell at him um you know when i was about three feet tall it seems like but um great guy and a lot of great teams against this wall very cool to be in the studio
2: Well, and we want you to participate as well on our uh, Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. Sorry, I was typing in another number on the (laughs) screen. I had to make sure I get that right. 435-339-0321. If you want to chime in and uh, participate in the show today, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, One thing I, I have to admit I've... I feel bad. I didn't lead with this yesterday, and so much else was going on that it totally slipped from the mentions, but uh, should should absolutely say something about the passing of Ralph Roylance mm-hmm. uh, Monday morning. Uh, he was ninety six years old. Certainly a lot of people know him for what he did at Smithfield Implement, but He was an incredible athlete, and if you've been in the store, there's a really cool part of the store that has, like, all of his trophies and accomplishments and things that he did as an athlete, Uh, learned to ski um, when he was, like, 40 years old and turned out to be an accomplished skier and competed in multiple events, Uh, did a lot of things at Utah State. He was a a multi-sport athlete who was an All-American in track and field, and so, uh, really, had an, and he had a chance to go compete in the Olympics too, but had some lingering effects from being in World War II, and didn't do it. But um, yeah, he did a lot uh, for uh, in, in sports. Certainly, that's an angle that we have here, but also in local business, and uh, and did it for a very, very long time, and uh, just passed away Monday morning at the age of 96. Definitely, very full life. For Ralph Roylance, so apologize. I meant to talk about that yesterday and and get to it. So I want to make sure I lead with that today and to make sure that we give him his due credit for the life that he led and his accomplishments in athletics. And uh, if if you're not quite sure, like if you've been to that store or you've you've driven by Smithfield Implement, you're not quite sure, you know this guy you know, Ralph Roylance and what he did. He was inducted to the USU Sports Hall of Fame in 2000. And, but there's a, a, there's a section of the store in there that is, uh, for lack of a better term, a shrine for, uh, or, or a display case. Maybe that's a better way to put it, for all of his athletic accomplishments. Uh, definitely worth going to check that out. So anyways, we just wanted to make sure I got that out there.
3: Yeah, he was a. Uh, not only was he a amazing athlete, which is obviously you know not the only reason why we care so much about mentioning him, but his his record of business was not. It was one of the early successes in Cash Valley, and so um, and in multiple interviews, he talked about how the lessons he learned at Utah State and and prepping in the Olympics prepped him to to help the valley and and one of his biggest things that he always wanted to make sure he was doing was supporting the athletic programs both in not only in high school but also in little league sports as well so so thank you to him and and he led led an amazing life
2: 15 years for the smithfield blue Sox. so i mean the guy did a lot of different things in a lot of different sports so uh congratulations to him the other big story today That would need to to, uh, lead off with is uh, we had a soccer game earlier today. Yes, we did have a soccer game. 4A boys soccer semifinal, Ridgeline versus Dixie. And these two teams played each other last year in the playoffs. Ridgeline bested the Flyers then. Uh, Ridgeline played Dixie in boys' basketball in the semifinals. It was Dixie who got the best of the Riverhawks in boys' basketball earlier this year. So it seems like these two teams face each other quite a bit when it comes to various sports in playoffs.
3: Yeah, and and it's not just because, you know, obviously that's just the way the chips fall, right? These two teams facing each other. There's only 13 teams in 4A, right? So it's not that hard to rematch, but it's definitely become – a north-south rivalry between those two teams. I saw the Ridgeline um, coach a few days ago, and he just said, "Man, I just I we just want to we just want to best these guys. We want to do it again, and we want to go on and and now they have a chance to play in this. The, excuse me, they have a chance um, to take home a state championship trophy tomorrow. So,
2: yeah. So they they beat uh, Dixie earlier today, four to one." Uh, Jake Ellis was on the call. We'll hear from some of his highlights today, um, and so they they will go on to the state championship tomorrow, which you know really cool opportunity for these high school kids to play in Rio Tinto Stadium for both the girls and the boys soccer. Ridgeline did it last year; chance to go back and repeat and do it again. They will face off against Crimson Cliffs, who had a, uh, a tight game against Desert Hills. They added extra time. It was a scoreless first half, a scoreless second half. They added more time, still no score. They go 100 minutes without any scoring, and so then they go to uh, to, to place kicking, and um, or penalty kick, excuse me, and, uh, and in the end, it's, uh, it's Crimson Cliffs who comes out on top, and so they advance, and they'll face Ridgeline tomorrow at 11 o'clock. We'll have that full play-by-play on 104.5 The Ranch, also streaming online, and we'll have the links on that on cashvalleydaily.com. But this is going to be a good matchup. Two of the, most, the highest scoring teams in 4A and two of the best defensive teams in 4A. So, which is going to budge? That'll be fun to see.
3: Yeah, it'll be a fun game to see. And if you hear the sirens coming into the Valley from Sardine Canyon or starting at Sardine Canyon tomorrow, you'll know that Ridgeline has brought home another state
2: trophy to Millville. <laughs> Yeah, I know there's a bus that will – the Ridgeline is already arranging buses to take students down to the championship game tomorrow. Again, it starts at 11 uh, at Rio Tinto. They're in Sandy. So if you're a big fan of the Ridgeline Riverhawks soccer team, go show out. Give them some support. But um, it was kind of a, a back-and-forth game. No, Neither team really kind of giving uh, either each other ground uh, until about the 30th minute. And that's when uh, Ryan Johnson gets the Riverhawks on the board uh, at the in the very beginning. And then from there, it just kind of opened up some floodgates for Ridgeline as they really started to take control of the game. But this was the first one to go through the net for Ridgeline.
4: Diaz yeah, we do. the goal kick. It caught some air and dies short of midfield. Salome comes up with it, sending a ball. Johnson was onside, chips it over Diaz. And the Riverhawks are on top, one nothing ryan johnson
2: sorry i kind of sprung that one (laughs) no
3: no you're okay i i was reading a message from our guild mortgage text line oh yes and they are asking have these teams ever met in the state championship and if so um what year
2: Dix, uh excuse me crimson cliffs and ridgeline yeah oh i who did Ridgeline face last year? That's a really good question. We'll we'll try to find that.
3: Oh, I deleted that conversation on <laughs> access.
2: <so. laughs> we'll try to find that. So stay with us. We'll get, try to get to that. Also, 9315, did Aj take back his Tom Brady jersey and memorabilia off the studio wall when he left? Uh, some things that were his personally, yes, he did take. Other things that were not his are still here. So we still have a lot of uh, sportsing stuff here in the studio. But... Um, I think we just need the Tom Brady jersey was up and down and up and down. I think we just need to get rid
3: of that Cubs banner behind you. Put up an LA Dodgers one instead.
2: No, that will that will not (laughs) be happening. Not be happening. I have one in my truck that we could totally (laughs) use. Uh, Let's see. And so the uh, we saw Ryan Johnson get on the board first in the 30th minute, and not that long after, in the 36th, uh, Grady Workman adds another one on the board for Ridgeline.
4: Looks like Jenkins will take it. He sends it towards the far post, and it found the head of Workman, the Riverhawks, with another goal.
2: And there was a lot of controversy on that first one. I should have mentioned that. There was some controversy about whether Johnson was onside or offside. Um, The referees uh, conferred on the sideline. Uh, As you would imagine, Dixie was highly upset, uh, thinking that he was a little bit too far, too deep. But uh, the goal stands, and so that got them on the board first. Grady Workman added more in the 36th minute. And then they go to halftime up 2 nothing. And shortly, right after, after the second half gets going, uh, Ridgeline adds another one. This one, uh, Garrett Jenkins getting in on the fun.
4: Now up to Vasquez. He tries to send one up to Jenkins. Jenkins on pursuit. A flyer has the ball. Jenkins takes it away. Diaz came up way in his box. He gets past Diaz, and Jenkins sends it past him. Ridgeline on top, 3-0. Uh,
2: then about uh, eventually, Dixie gets on the board in the 51st minute with Jorge uh, Quintero. And then at the end of the game, Ridgeline adds just a little bit more sauce. Uh, and it's Ryan Johnson once again with a, with some insurance in the 79th minute, just right before the game is done.
4: Under two minutes now. Ridgeline up, 3-1. to one. Throwing into Yappy. One by the Riverhawks, though. And here's Salome. He's not content with the lead. Johnson up to Johnson. Johnson gets a past Diaz. And there's the insurance goal. Ridgeline has been looking for this second half. Four-to-one. Ryan Johnson gets his second. He does a flip to celebrate with Hickman. Well executed.
2: <laughs> Might as well, right? And you score two goals. And uh get one right before the game is over. Might as well get a flip in there. So
1: Yeah,
3: i don't know what the rules on soccer are, but if you would have done that in a football game, I mean you might have gotten a I don't know if that's a penalty or, or how that works in, in soccer, but um yeah, I I don't know, but I well deserved to the Ridgeline Riverhawks. They they won region this year. I believe, and so well-deserved well and very, very proud to represent the Valley, uh, for them to represent the Valley as going down to Rio Tinto Stadium and playing on that beautiful soccer field down there.
2: Yeah, a really cool opportunity for them to repeat, uh, the chance to do that, um, and a strong showing offensively and defensively. They were in full control uh, of the game, not too many shots on their own goal. Um, but uh, Crimson Cliffs a good defensive team, and uh, they also apply pressure on the other side too. So that'll be fun to see how that one turns out. Uh, and we'll, we'll again we'll try to find out s- some of these uh, games that have happened in the last few years with the 4A boys soccer uh, championships. But we'll have that full play-by-play with Jake Ellis again tomorrow, and the uh, game will begin at 11. So just before that, a little bit of a pregame on 104.5 The Ranch. And, uh, and you can also find the streaming of it, how to listen and follow along on CashValleyDaily.com. So congratulations to the Ridgeline Riverhawks and a nice win today and a chance to uh, play for the championship tomorrow. We always love highlighting when uh, championship trophies uh, come back to uh, Cash Valley uh, or, or even runners-up. Those are great opportunities to do that.
3: Yeah, so last year, really quick, Eric, they played Stansbury. Um, it's showing for the state championship. But they did play Dixie last year in the road to state. So a little bit of a rivalry there. Dixie's been beat by them twice now.
2: Okay, so there you have it. Um, uh, again, if you want to chime in on our Guild Mortgage text line, we'd love to hear from you. 435-339-0321. Uh, 4086 asking, are the Stockton Malone basketball cards still there? Um Yes. They are still up there. Yes, those did not get taken down. Uh, those are not Ajay's. That's right. Those were donated from, uh, I think it's from you, 4086. So, yeah, they're still there. He did not uh, He did not lift those for himself. Those are still part of our decorations. So, yes. Um, last night, shifting gears to the NBA, last night of the NBA, Celtics. When safe drivers save for not answering their phone. F- oh, that's nice. Thank you. Uh, Celtics. Celtics and bucks in a back and forth game bucks were in control earlier in this game and then the celtics storm back in the fourth quarter go on like a 10 nothing run to uh, get the game tied up and then they just seize control after that and then the later game the warriors and the grizzlies warriors were down and they stormed back it had a huge fourth quarter and uh, they scored 38 points in the first half, 39 in the fourth quarter alone for Golden State uh, to take the win. So Golden State leads their series 3-1. All other series in the playoffs at this point are are tied 2-2. Two, two. So of that of the four series going on in the NBA playoffs, Tyler, which one kind of surprises you right now?
3: Um I think the Warriors probably surprised me the most that they were able to pull that out last night. I mean, I was watching it for the first half and then got busy and I was just like I turned it back on for the last few minutes and I was like what happened here like now all of a sudden they came back and scored 40 something points in the second half and I was just speechless so congratulations to the Warriors though I mean they they obviously played an amazing second half and they were able to um, play a really good offense going in but they were also able to play I was watching some replays of it today and it looked like they were able to play a really efficient press in on their defense, and so that made them thus able to force some turnovers and and get some breakaway layups and whatnot. So, uh, amazing game there for the Warriors to tie the series two two.
2: Well, and I think that the last couple of possessions uh, really illustrates that here was a there's a veteran team going up against a very young team, and it, it, not to deal with athleticism or talent, but Golden State knows how to act in the clutch. They've been there, done that multiple times, and they've got the rings to show for it. Memphis hasn't been there, and they kind of showed that with some questionable plays or how they were designed or guys going a little bit more ISO instead of trusting the the play and, um, and Golden State coming out on top as a result.
3: Yeah, and I think, too, like we'll get to this when we talk about Snyder later, later in the broadcast, but I think Memphis made some very emotional decisions, right? They made some decisions when they were – caught up in, in, the, in the emotions of the game. And, and you know, like you said, players kind of moving back towards an iso or um, maybe not transitioning well or getting stuck up with the refs or whatever it may be. And I think that that kind of led to Memphis being beat 101-98 to 98 last night by the Warriors.
2: Uh, some really just kind of sad news, really. I, I don't think it's sad. Uh, disappointing news is that Sham Sharania yeah. with the Athletic, when the first to report it, that um, they've done some tests on John Morant, and we know he had a he's had a kind of a sore knee. He's had some issues much of the second half of the season, and so that, that Grizzlies team has had to learn how to play without him, and they've had a lot of success in the regular season. Haven't had much success without him in the postseason. They have not won a game when John Morant is out of the lineup in the postseason but it looks like they're going to have to try to figure out how to do it without Morant going forward, because they have determined that he has a, uh, a bone bruise on his right knee and he's listed as doubtful for the remainder of the playoffs.
0: It's a yeah, huge that's blow.
3: that's a huge blow. I don't know. I don't know how Memphis is going to be able to rebound back off of that that injury. There's certain players that when not only with skill-wise, but just setting the mentality for the rest of the bench. You know, there's in the Valley, you know, someone who I think of is probably Carter Barish, right? When he's on the court, people know what's going on because he had such a high basketball IQ, right? I think that's similar to this situation in the fact that not only does he add a lot of skill to the game, but because of his basketball IQ when he's on the court, the team feels more confident in what they're running, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And sometimes we'll see this when the star goes down. Everybody's like, we have to step up, right? We, yeah. we have to do more because he's not here. But the problem is this has happened a few times already in these playoffs, and Memphis has not been able to answer that call as a team. And so uh, this may be a gentleman's sweep here where they got the one game, but Golden State's going to get every other.
3: And they also don't have that much time to adjust right? They don't have a huge amount of time to practice or run through plays. I mean, they had today as an off day. Um, but even then you can't run your team very hard because then you have a game tomorrow night, right? So it's really not a full practice because it's just pregame today, right? Which means you're going lighter. You're probably not lifting. If you're lifting at all, you're lifting light, right? So being able to, um, I think that where Memphis might fall a little bit here is, um, depending on how efficient their coaches and when that decision was officially made today, it might have been after they practiced, right? So, I mean, obviously they would suspect that he would be out, so they were starting to put things into motion, and you never put all your faith in one player as a coach or as a teammate, but I think that hopefully Memphis will be able to um, either have a walkthrough tonight or a walkthrough tomorrow morning and do some film or do whatever to make sure that their players – know where they're supposed to be on any given play without him on the court.
2: Right. And Dylan Brooks, his outside shooting has been atrocious so far. Uh, Bain is off uh, a little bit from where he was earlier in this year. So there's a couple of guys that have shown that they can do it, but they've they've got to be able to uh, answer that because the, she- the series does shift back to Memphis but uh, tomorrow night. But the line right now has Golden State favored by four. I'd be really curious to see how much that line moves before tip-off tomorrow. With that injury. With the news ah, now okay. that Moran is definitely out. Yeah. Uh, we need to take a quick time out here in the full court press. Remind you that uh, if you want to chime in, we'd love to hear from you. 435-339-0321 to join us here on the full court press. Uh, Tyler Baldwin, kind enough to hang out with me today. And uh, we'll get to some comments from Quinn Snyder that he made yesterday. Uh, kind of in his postseason availability With the Jazz, sat down and met with the media for almost 45 minutes. We made the audio available on our podcast feed, or you can go to 1069thefan.com if you want to listen to it there. We'll share some of his bits that uh, that he said, and we're not going to go through everything that he talked about, but a few things to key in on. Does it reveal anything about him, his future, or what happened in the past this past season with the Jazz or what the future may hold for the organization? We'll look at that, and also some updated guidelines. I put that in air quotations from the NCAA about name image likeness and see if it will hold any water or not. But first, I know we had some cold weather earlier this week, but temperatures are warming up, and it's going to get even warmer as we go. And hotter weather, it can be pretty brutal on your vehicle. So take it into Valvoline Instant Oil Change, They're located right across from Angie's. They've got Valvoline Synthetic and Valvoline Max Life Oil for your vehicle. Plus, they'll get you back out the road fast. That's Valvoline Instant Oil Change 695 North Main in Logan.
0: How many years has it been since you were married? One year? Ten years? Longer? This is Jarrett from Jarrett's Fine Jewelry. No matter how many years it's been, you always remember just how you felt. Show her you love her all over again with something special from Jarrett's. We can help you surprise her or bring her in and you can pick it out together. Maybe it's restyling the old ring or upgrading to a larger diamond that she just may have hinted about. No matter how many years it's been, let us help make it special on your anniversary. Jarrett's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarrett's.
2: Elements has delicious lunch specials. Two for $30 or the new soup, salad, and bread special for just $10 is tasty and quick. Elements' lunch menu is full of scrumptious items prepared with a personal touch. Wood-fired pizzas are an excellent choice that include barbecue chicken
3: and the bee's knees. The fresh-battered halibut fish and chips with seasoned fries is always a hit.
2: And don't forget the fan-favorite Munster Burger. Casual or professional, open Monday through Thursday, 1130 to 8 p.m. and Friday and Saturday, 1130 to 9 p.m. Visit the ElementsRestaurant.com for reservations today.
1: Summer is just around the corner. Don't crank up your AC unit before getting it serviced. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning is the team you should call for quality on-time service. If your system needs replaced, think York. York has the best warranties in the business with affordable financing options. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning at 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI online at advancedheating-ac.com.
5: comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air.
0: This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cash Valley since 2007.
4: Visit valleyofficesystems.com.
0: It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com.
2: Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Tyler Baldwin hanging out with me today. And we'd love to hear from you as well. 435-339-0321 on our Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, 1033, by the way, texting in. I listen from time to time. What happened to Ajay? Sorry for the spelling. Actually, you're closer than most. Uh, Aj, <laughs> this is a question every day here at the Full Court Press. <laughs> and I get it. Uh, Ajay was a part of this program for how many years? Four or five? Uh, time moves fast, and I keep—I have a hard time keeping track of it. But a uh, long time. And uh, Ajay took another job, um, full-time job over in Bear Lake, and that's what he's doing now. So we miss him. Wish he could have stayed, tried to make it so that he could. But, um, you know, people have to do what they have to do sometimes. So, we miss him and wish him the best of luck. If you're over there, if you see somebody dressed up as a uh, as a bear at the adventure park, we'll <laughs> give him a high five. Good chance it's our good friend Aj under under the bear. So um, or on the zipline or on or yeah, he could be in multiple different places doing things. Um, t- yesterday, Utah Jazz coach Quinn Snyder met with the media, and it was about a forty five minute session talking about. Does he like it here in Utah? What went wrong this year? Where do things go from here? What happened with the Dallas series? It covered a lot of different topics. And when I've listened to it, and I've listened to it a few times, I listened to it in real time, and then I've gone back and listened to it a little bit in pieces here and there after the fact. And I know, Tyler, you've done the same. Did you? Did you get the feeling like this is a guy on his way out? Because I didn't. I didn't.
3: I, I think Quinn Snyder sounds more like a coach looking, who is looking to stay in Utah. He's excited for the future. He, he mentioned a lot about um, emotions, right, and not making rash decisions and, and taking some time off and being able to regroup your thoughts, right? To me, that doesn't sound like a coach who's on his way out. It doesn't sound like, in fact, we'll play a clip of it. But um, when he said, you know, my kids have loved living in Utah and he paused and he said, wait, don't 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 take that. Wait, just hang on. Don't read into that. My kids love living in Utah. So it sounded like someone who who wanted to make clear that at least to me anyways, that he wants to be in Utah. He wants to stay here. His contract expires next year. He has one more contract year. Um, and if he wants to stay, I don't think the Utah Jazz are going to fire him. Um, and and if he doesn't want to stay, then maybe this is when he starts putting some things into motion. Um, but if I was the Utah Jazz right now, I'd be thinking, man, what can we do to lock
2: Quinn up for another for another three years, four years, whatever it may be. Last week it was uh, Justin Zanuck, or I guess maybe not two weeks. Justin Zanuck, uh, the GM for the Utah Jazz, basically saying, look, we love – Quinn Snyder. There's no coach we'd rather have than Quinn Snyder. So he made it very clear as an organization, they want to keep Quinn and they want to do what is necessary to keep Quinn. Now is the feeling feeling mutual? That's what we don't know. But during the the, the pressure to uh, actually happened yesterday. Multiple times he's talking about things that are coming up that he wants to do with Danny Ainge, with Justin Zanuck, with the Jazz organization, to do evaluations, to figure out what went wrong, how to get better. And so it's this coach that's talking about what can we do going forward rather than it was a nice ride and I'm done. And here's one of those clips that you mentioned that he illustrates just how he loves being here, not just – as a place for his family, but with the organization and the opportunity to compete at a high level.
1: My family's loved it here and don't judge my tense when I speak. So my family loves it here. How's that? Um, Whether it's school, um, the community, um, Salt Lake, the city, you know, the experience has been and continues to be a great one. I'm privileged, you know, to coach a group of players, and I, I'm reminded of that, um, you know, consistently throughout the year. Um, we're all not perfect, but you know, I'm grateful for that, and you know, I really like our players. Uh, additionally, you know, from an ownership standpoint, you know, appreciate the things you know that Ryan's doing. Um, I have great respect for him and his vision for the franchise, um, and then. You know, working with Justin and Danny's been great, you know, uh, obviously have tremendous respect for them. Uh, so, you know, beyond that, I think I've, you know, continue to, to to maintain that I'm, I'm not going to discuss um, my contractual situation publicly. That's just not something that, um, that I'm, that I want to do or I'm comfortable doing.
2: Hey, can I just say on that last point, can we respect the guy for saying, look, that's a private thing between me and my employer, and I want to keep it private. You know, yeah. How that happens, what our negotiations are like, we're going to deal with that in a private matter, not on social media, not through the media. Uh, like sometimes athletes get prone to do. Quinn's intelligent guy. He's a private individual, and w- those negotiations will happen on his time and with Utah Jazz. And I-, I love it. He's just like, look, I'm not – I'm not going to air this out. We're not going to deal with this in in the public. We're going to deal with this privately. And I think we should all respect that.
3: Well, and I think it, it goes back to, you know, there's a saying you don't air your dirty laundry, right? If he is frustrated or if they are frustrated with him, I respect him a lot in the fact that he just says, look, I'm not going public with this, right? Where I think you almost, you know, I respect him more. For that aspect where some people, you know, get on social media, especially athletes, right? Will get on social media and say, I need this, this, and this, or I'm looking for this. Whoever gives me this, I'm going to, right? Whichever team gives me this amount of money, I'm going to. I actually appreciate the fact that he was willing to keep that private. On the Guild Mortgage text line, eight seven nine eight says, If you are the Utah Jazz, why would you want to lock lock when or if you want to lock when Snyder up the next 3 years the guy has failed to make an adjustment the past 3 seasons in the playoff and has been out coached every year.
2: I don't know what do you think on that? I don't know if he's been necessarily out coached. Um I think there has been some elements of him getting out coached. I will agree to that cuz teams have made some simple adjustments that he has not been able to solve. Um, the Clippers series, the Denver series and then with with the uh, Mavericks as well. Um, where he had advantages in each series that he failed to capitalize on. Yeah. And, uh, and so it, 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 the, has he hit a ceiling? He can't get his team out of the second round, even though he's had the best team in the NBA. Um, he's not been able to meet expectations. Um, yes, there are some frustrations there. But it, it's I, I, look, I've been on this fence lately, and I don't know which way to lean anymore. Because on the one hand, I look at what the Jazz have been able to do during Quinn Snyder's tenure, especially the last five years. And there are organizations in the NBA who would kill to have the success the wins and losses and trips to the postseason that the Jazz have had over that time. Yeah, correct. But I also see that based on the talent that's there, based on what's happening, there's an expectation now that's not being met. And so that's where I'm frustrated with Quinn, too.
3: I, I can understand. Do you think – so in his post-season interview yesterday, he said something along the lines of a lot of people had very high aspirations for this team, that we could do something special, right? Is, is something special um, – you know, I hear all these people saying, why can't they do something special, right? Why can't they do something, you know, different? Um, do you think that something special can only be um, – alluded to a championship coming back to Utah or do you think there's other aspects of the season that because of personnel aren't maybe getting highlighted right and in, in the
2: quote-unquote something special with this team yeah I think that's a fair question and I, I think that he he kind of alluded to that and, and we'll play that here in just one second but he, he points out look we we set records with offensive efficiency and, and scoring and uh, okay, Quinn. I, I I get that, and that's great and all, but that's regular season, and that doesn't matter. What matters is getting to the conference championship game or uh, series, or to the NBA finals. Yes, that's what matters. Right. Regular season title means nothing. Nobody hangs a banner in any arena anywhere for having the most wins in the regular season. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And I think that's why I'm frustrated. I've been a Quinn defender for a long time, but I'm getting to the point where that's wearing very thin because his inability to make those adjustments and recognize the urgency of, of a series and what's going on. And he says he's making adjustments, but those adjustments aren't yielding any fruit. And that's where I think a lot of fans are getting frustrated. Yeah,
3: I think, you know, one one other thing, that a question that was asked is in specific development of specific players, right? So I think, do you think um, maybe Quinn has hit a ceiling on his own abilities or do you think maybe his former top performing players have also stopped improving or maybe both of them have stopped improving? I don't know. But I know that that was a question that was asked specifically about Donovan Mitchell, right? Do you think that – Quinn was asked, do you think he has room to improve? And I can't remember what he said off the top of my head. Do you –
2: Basically, he said, I'm not going to outline what a player development offseason is going to look like. But um, he does have things in mind that he wants Donovan to work on. But that's a great point, too, that the time that we've enjoyed Quinn Snyder has also been the time that we've had – Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, except for that one year they made the playoffs with Gordon Hayward. Right. Um, ever since then, it's been – those three have been consistent. And so is this team going as far as Quinn Snyder can take them or is this team only going as far as Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert can take them? And unless Rudy Gobert develops more of a killer offensive mindset, he has hit his ceiling. And I think that's becoming more and more evident that the Jazz – can't punish teams offensively if they're gonna go small ball and try to avoid going to the rim and, and challenging Rudy at the rim.
3: right and I think too you know one thing one thing in in any sport across is you can have the best administration and the best coach. but sometimes I think we as fans and I'm guilty of it too we put players on such a high um, high horse or such a high stage. Not a high stage, they're already at a high stage, but on almost worshiping the players, right, that they already haven't made. All the play, all the fans love them, right? So why do they need to keep improving, right? And so I think sometimes as I know myself as a fan, and I can't obviously speak for everybody, but I know myself as a fan kind of stopped expecting more out of Donovan Mitchell because when he first came in, he was doing all these amazing things and what else could he do, right? Right.
2: Yeah, uh, but that is part of the issue with Donovan and why those questions were pointed to Quinn. And we detailed this last week, a week and a half ago, that Donovan's performance, his averages in the playoffs, have been on a steady decline the last three years. And here's a guy that clearly needs to work on stuff as a player. Defensively, being more efficient, especially in the clutch, being able to find other ways to score or help his team and he's been on a decline he's too young to be on a decline right and so it's a big off season for donovan mitchell
3: and i think you so you just said something that i want to emphasize is a big off season right that's something um not only do we see it in in what we hope to improve on right this off season but also in length this is going to be the longest off season in what three years yeah that's true for the nba and so i think you know, I think sometimes me, even as a fan, the past few months, I was kind of almost getting burnt out because we had almost no offseason in between, you know, what's going on. And I think if you were to look um, at least, you know, from what I've listened to across the board o- over the last three years, you know, more burnout has started to happen because they just haven't had time to go spend with family and taking a long off season
2: and, you know, be human for a few months. You know? Throw in there an Olympics, right? and yeah. the, in the middle of that too, and yeah, there's, there's it, a lot of these top-level NBA guys have not had a breath right in a little while. So,
3: yep. or coaches,
2: you know, yes, that's
3: that's the thing true. too. It's really hard. You know, we talked about earlier with John Morant, you know, how his team's going to adjust in very little amount of time. How do you expect a team? You know, or or is it fair to expect a team to make all these improvements when they have almost little to no time as compared to their normal time in in years past, right, to improve, to hone their game, to make new plays, to do whatever, when their time's being cut so short? I don't know if that's fair to ask or
2: not. True. No, that's a very good point. And uh, here's actually one last thing from Quinn, and we'll move on. But basically, he he has the sense that they're not satisfied, that they did some nice things, but they've still got a ways to go. They've got a lot of things to work on and get
1: better at. As you step back and, you know, for me, I'll watch the film. Um, We'll meet with Danny and Justin. And um, I've already done some of that with our staff, kind of impromptu, um, which is good to the extent that you feel the emotion and some of your, you know, your short-term feelings and then you either debunk them or you find other ones or whatever the case may be. But I think that, that whole thought process is something um, that has yet obviously to occur on the level that it, that it will. And uh, obviously that's important. We, you know, you're not satisfied, you know, you have aspirations to to be better and win more and um, that's what we'll try to do.
2: It will be a really interesting off season for the jazz. I think probably the most intriguing since perhaps Gordon Hayward left.
3: Yeah. And I, I think, you know, to, to wrap it up again, feel free to give any input on the Guild Mortgage Text Line 435-339-0321 is the Guild Mortgage Text Line. Snyder didn't come right out and say that he will remain the Jazz's head coach long term, right? But he plans to be exhaustive in analyzing how teams can improve. And that was a that was a I read that article and I was I was really intrigued because you don't have someone say that they're going to analyze everything that they could do to improve, who plans to be on his
2: way out, right? Right. Yeah. Great point. Otherwise, he'd be burnt and he's ready to go. He's, yeah. Why spend that much time and energy if you're already looking somewhere else? Exactly.
3: Five nine eight or five nine eight zero oh, on the Guild Mortgage text line says it's frustrating with Snyder the last few years, but it's also frustrating when our team. Editions struggle. Conley. Um,
2: gay. Gay. Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles. Yeah.
3: It, is that a low single? Lose Ingles. Oh, Lose Ingles. There we go. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm reading it from above if anyone hasn't been in the studio, so it's kind of hard to read.
2: No, but it's a great point, too. Uh, it's uh, because there is hope on some of these new new editions to make a big difference, and when they underperform or they don't even perform, like Rudy Gay, that is really frustrating. And yeah. And so... This offseason, re- reevaluating talent, what kind of deals need to be made? Because Danny Ainge is a deal maker, and the Jazz have historically been very active around or during the draft. And so, what will they do this year to try to improve their roster?
3: Yeah. And I it'll be interesting to see what comes this this offseason. Um, you know, see maybe who they pull up from G League. Um, we talked earlier about the Salt Lake City Stars. Um, you know, maybe they try and tap into that, and now that they're moving to Vivint Smart Home Arena for their home arena, is that going to be something that they try that they can easily evaluate going forward? I don't know. I think it'll be interesting, like you said, to see what additions or or what
2: the starting lineup is come come next season. All right, another quick timeout coming up on the full court press, but first, just want to remind you about our good friends at Mountain West Motor, where every truck and SUV is unique. It's been customized so that you'll be ready for your next adventure. It's warming up. It's time to get out, hit the hills, go out, explore, and uh, do it in the right kind of vehicle that's equipped with all the right gear. Traction boards, rooftop tents, racks, outdoor jacks. Uh, they got a lot of great options there at Mountain West Motor. Go check them out at 615 North Main in Logan, or check them out online, mwmotor.com.
0: Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center have now moved from the Cache Valley Hospital to their new office location, 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of the Cash Valley Hospital. Doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette, along with the entire staff, welcome you to a brand new facility with more room and state of the art equipment to help you and your family. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CacheValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed are accepted.
5: You've been putting up with a dirty, dusty wood stove for years. Why haven't you changed it? Go to Advanced Fireplace and Stove in Logan. Look through their showroom for ideas on quadrifier pellet and wood stoves and heat and glow gas fireplaces. They have several demos in place so you can see firsthand how your project will look and you can trust the pros at Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They'll do the job right. Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752 online at advanced
3: Hi, this is Bob Larson with LSS Insurance. If you're about to turn 65, you have been bombarded with so much mail and pestering phone calls. Ditch the junk. We make Medicare easy. We will answer your questions and get you the information you need. We are your health insurance specialists. Call 752-9493. Having local help makes all the difference and there's no cost to you. We're here for you now
5: and in the years to come. Call 752-9493 or visit lssins.com.
0: Avoid the stress of renting a shampoo machine and cleaning that dirty upholstery yourself. This is style with ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry's hot carbonated extraction process will make any piece of furniture in your home look close to brand new again. Sofas, love seats, recliners, or even car seats. ChemDry of Northern Utah is happy to clean your carpets, but don't forget about making sure everything in your home is the cleanest, healthiest environment for your family.
1: 5, 7, 5, 2,
0: 6, Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390
2: AM. The Fan. Welcome back to Full Court Press. Hey, just a reminder, we'll be having the full play-by-play of the 4A boys soccer championship game tomorrow. Game starts at 11 o'clock at Rio Tinto Stadium. Jake Ellis will be on the play-by-play. And it's uh, Ridgeline taking on Crimson Cliffs. Region 11 versus Region 10. Ridgeline with a chance to repeat as 4A state champions after winning it all last year. Uh, we mentioned this earlier that, in uh, part of our tease that the NCAA has come out with updated guidelines put that in air quotes for name image likeness. And really all that they've done is come out and said, Hey, just a reminder, boosters cannot provide benefits as a tool for recruiting. And so one of the things that they said is the guidance defines as a booster, any third party entity that promotes an athletics program assists with recruiting, Or assists with providing benefits to recruits, enrolled student-athletes, or their family members. And they go on to say, this definition could include collectives, which has become a big thing over the last few months, which are set up to funnel name, image, and likeness deals to prospective student-athletes or enrolled student-athletes who might be considering transferring. And then here's the, the, the big kicker here. NCAA recruiting rules preclude boosters from recruiting and/or providing benefits to prospective student athletes, and uh, they said they are going to investigate, and there could be uh, there could be punishments that come as a result. So they're trying to crack down on this because this is getting out of hand.
3: So does that mean if if I'm a booster? Sorry, I don't know why I have an echo. Um, if I'm a booster. Does that and my business is let's say the Logan McDonalds, right? Does that mean that McDonalds can't sponsor a player
2: as well if I'm a booster? Is that what that's saying? I think what it's saying is it's more specifically on the recruiting oh. or and giving them incentive to stay, uh, not transfer, or hey, if you if you transfer here, this is what you'll get. So once they're here, it doesn't matter. Right? Yes.
3: So like let's say I'm you know, like a McDonald's, right? And Ryland Jones is playing, he's already here, then I could go and do it. But if I say before he even gets here,
2: if you come here, this is the deal, then that wouldn't be allowed. Right. I I think it's just these collectives giving money directly to the players. Gotcha. If it's a business for marketing purposes, we can make an allowance for that. But if it's a group of boosters together funneling money directly to the player, that's where it draws the line. Makes sense. Uh, sorry, we have to take another quick timeout. When we come back, we'll get into our, the stat that blew our minds and our player of the week.
0: With rising gas prices, there's never been a better time than now to go electric. Come to Murdoch Volkswagen and see what all the hype is about when you test drive the new 2022 ID.4. With a range of just under 300 miles, the ID.4 has all the latest technology, including a digital dash, remote access, adaptive cruise, and blind spot monitoring. Come in and take a test drive and reserve your brand new electric ID.4 today. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family. At Murdoch Volkswagen and Logan or online at MurdochVW.com.
5: Call 866-628-365 or C-Dealer for complete details. Offer expires 531-22.
3: SE Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. We offer a large selection of personalized service and extraordinary benefits with our integrity price guarantee. At match quality, you'll find our prices to be as low or lower than any store in the state. We consistently beat any 50 to 70% off sales, internet pricing or so-called wholesale deals. In fact, we even price our diamonds at internet pricing. so you'll get SE Needham quality at internet prices. Open Monday through Saturday 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. Essie Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock.
0: The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Let's take a look at the numbers. It's the stat that blew our minds. He did what? On the Full Court Press. Wow,
2: that blew my mind. Yes, the stat that blew our minds. Uh, For me, look, look, there's reports out that Nikola Jokic is going to win the MVP. And we can debate whether he is the true MVP or not. But chew on this. The MVP has been decided by sports writers since 1981. From 1981 to 2003, 11 of 23 MVPs, nearly half, won a championship in that same season. Since then, only three of 19 MVPs have won a championship in the same season. That's only 16%. Is that because we're in the era of analytics? Probably.
3: Let's be honest. All right. My crazy stat is Chris Paul's teams are now 0 for 14 in his career when he fouls out regular season and playoff. That's the worst record among active players and second worst in NBA history behind Michael Williams 0 and 20. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Did that blow your mind? That does blow my mind. Oh, man. I'm good because I researched that all day long. (laughs) I mean, I was working if my boss is listening to this.
2: (laughs) That's good. Uh, and we'll see what he can do tonight, uh, right? Yeah. They're back at it tonight hosting uh, the Mavericks. And um, Phoenix is favored by 6.5. Now at 8 o'clock tonight on TNT. All right. So next, our player of the week.
0: Time to see who the real MVP is. If you have a good game, your game is going to say that. You, know, you don't have to say it. Puts a lot of cool things in perspective. Anytime you're the first time doing something. It's the Full Court Press Player of the Week.
2: Go, let's go.
3: I changed my Player of the Week. <laughs> That's fair. You can do that. Go ahead. No, you go first. I blew your mind with my stats, so you well, have to go first.
2: Mine's Al Horford. Okay. okay. Dude's 35 years old, had his first 30-point game last night. Uh, there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes with it. The oldest Celtic player to score 30 in a playoff game since John Havlicek. Uh, it was his first 30-point game in 132 playoff games. Of course, Tatum also added 30. He's like almost 10 years is, is younger, and uh, he's done it 11 times. So kind of crazy what happened to Al Horford last night. That is pretty crazy.
3: So my player of my athlete of the week, I don't know if you consider track a player or an athlete. I'll say athlete of sure. the week. Um, mine is Cambry Tensmeyer for this week. Um, high school she goes to green canyon high school she is first um, in the region in 400 meter right now first in 4a and then ninth overall in state and so her her time right now is 57.98 and come to find out um, she is the first junior to lead both in um, in the region and in the overall classification and then also to be in the top 10 in the state. So congratulations to her. She I saw that time and I was like, man, let me do some research here. So, yeah, really cool for her. Congratulations Cambry um, on that time this week and that's that's who my player of the
2: week is. Very cool. Regional 11 uh, track meets coming up later on this week. Yeah,
3: they were at BYU last week. Now they're going to
2: be, at, be at state Ridgeline. next or Ridgeline then state. Yep. Yes. Uh that's but do it for us. Just remind you about Napa Auto Parts. They sponsor the Dan Patrick Above the Noise segment. Five locations, locally owned, from Preston to Providence, where they've got the parts you need, use and rely on every day. Every day, plus some of those hard-to-find items that you may be looking for at Napa Auto Parts. And don't forget, uh, Ridgeline playing for the 4A boys soccer championship tomorrow at 11 o'clock on 104.5 The Ranch. Tyler, thanks for coming in and spending time with me today. Good to be here, Eric. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. It's just-
5: I'm Dan Patrick and this is Above the Noise. College Athletics' new stance on name, image and likeness and the new transfer portal guidelines have made the NCAA the wild wild west. Every couple of weeks you hear about a new player securing a lucrative NIL deal. That put college athletics under heavy scrutiny and the NCAA had had enough. But instead of putting their foot down, the NCAA merely clarified the guidelines to NIL. They didn't add any rules or regulations. The NCAA claims a booster cannot offer an NIL contract in exchange for enrollment. But it would be naive to think the announcement will solve the issues of pay for play. Big time recruits, no major deals are coming. So basically, the NCAA's big announcement will just delay the process. That will allow schools to continue to dish out massive NIL contracts to whoever they see fit. So before people start celebrating an equal playing field, we need to remember the process just got a little longer. It wasn't fixed. I'm Dan Packard. And this is Above the Noise.